0: Cheshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: is back. Oh, yes, he is back. All reports indicate that Aaron Rodgers is indeed in Green Bay and will report to training camp today as the Packers open training camp. And by the end of today, Jay, all 32 teams in the National Football League will have already reported or participated in training camp in some capacity and so the NFL season feels like it is officially underway and we could put this story of Aaron Rodgers where he's going to bed officially it's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline my name is Shay Cornette he's Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys this morning Um, okay so as I mentioned Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay it is now all but official and so he's gonna we're gonna call it try and last dance it up with Devontae Adams and go out and try and win a chip. And so the question becomes, is it Super Bowl or bust for the Packers? The answer is yes, but – what if they don't make it all the way to the Super Bowl? What if they don't win a chip this this year? Who is going to be standing in the Green Bay Packers' way? This is not going to be a cakewalk. A team from the NFC won the Super Bowl last year in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so it's not going to be that simple for them. Let's start in the NFC North, shall we? My Chicago Bears perhaps might have something to say about the Green Bay Packers, although history would tell you otherwise. And while I'm talking about the Bears, I do want to mention tomorrow at 8:40 a.m. Eastern we are going to talk to the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy, so make sure you tune in for that. Um Nonetheless, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of saying this in jest. The Bears do have a long way to go if they want to take down a very motivated Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. But they should have something to say, considering they do have a very strong defense. Um, they have Justin Fields waiting in the wings, and there's not going to be room for Aaron, the quarterback play. Story is not about the Bears. The story is about the Packers today. And so, Jay, as I said, it's Super Bowl or bust. Who is standing in the NFC? Who is standing in the way of the Green Bay Packers getting to their ultimate goal?
2: Let me, before I answer, I'm just trying to understand. Are you trying to make a case for the Chicago Bears this year?
1: I'm trying to move the story along, I think. I will make a case for the Bears another day. I do think that they're com- going to be competitive, but I don't know that they're not going to head into this season as the favorites to win the NFC North. Let's just call it move what Move the it story
2: is. along. You're asking which NFC team is standing oh. in the Packers' path. Oh, so
1: you believe that they're the, third, the ma- one of the main teams standing? I'm in-
2: asking you. Did you say Chicago is one of those teams?
1: I didn't want you to ask me that question.
2: Okay, I'm just asking that really quickly before I give you my team. You're dancing around this thing.
1: I am. Uh, Do
2: are you saying the Chicago Bears are one of those NFC teams that could stand in their way immediately in their division of the North?
1: No, I don't. Uh, Aaron Rodgers have gotten the best of the Bears. Time and time again. he's swept. He and the Packers have swept the Bears multiple times throughout the past couple of seasons. Um, so I'm not saying that the Bears can't make the playoffs without beating the Packers because they certainly can, but I don't think they're going to be a direct threat to the Green Bay Packers standing in their way of their Super Bowl dreams. And that pains me to say, so I hate you that you backed me into that corner. Yeah,
2: I just wanna, it's going to make for an awkward conversation for tomorrow, isn't it? Can
1: you just get to it? Um, Who are your teams standing uh, in the Packers' I'm going to go with Stop.
2: one team at the very top that uh, I'm going to go in pretty big on is uh, the Los Angeles Rams because I think Sean McVay – is a mastermind, an offensive genius. and I think he was saddled with a quarterback who, quite frankly, was the worst in his division uh, in the NFC West and one of uh, the lesser quarterbacks in the league in Jared Goff, who's now in Detroit. And now they bring in a guy in Matthew Stafford that will allow that offense to realize uh, what it can be, give Sean McVay the confidence to allow that offense to be what he envisions it to be. That's the big addition. DeSean Jackson can give them some stuff vertically. I look at the subtractions as maybe the question mark. Uh, Hill, Johnson in, in the secondary, losing a, a key linebacker is, is, is going to be uh, big holes to fill there. A new defensive coordinator coming in. So, some questions. But Aaron Donald's still on that defense. Jalen Ramsey is still on that defense. And it's a workable schedule. <laughs> Matthew <laughs> a Stafford. workable schedule. Matthew Stafford. Well, I mean, you got the Bears in week I, one. Colts, Bucks, difficult. Cards no card. at Seahawks. Giants. Giants are going to be really good. Out of the
1: gate, it's a workable
2: difficult. schedule. But the thing to me about it is Matthew Stafford doesn't have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback here. He just has to be a top 10 quarterback. Matthew Stafford is a top 10 quarterback. Easily. And he's, and he's going to be that McVay's offense. He's going to be that with those weapons that they have there in Woods, uh, Cup, and, and others. Like He's going to shine. Cam Akers at the running back position going down with that injury. They're going to have to figure out the running back spot. But ultimately, I lean on the offensive genius of head coach Sean McVay. I lean on the ability to have a quarterback who can make the throws and do the things in that offense that he wants them to do. And that defense has difference makers. Some other guys are going to step up with the key departures. I like the Rams a lot.
1: And you know what would happen if the Rams do go to the Super Bowl? It would be back-to-back years that a team in the Super Bowl is hosting the Super Bowl. We saw it last year oh, yeah. at Tampa Bay. This year the Super Bowl is in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. So that is something to keep an eye on as well, which would be crazy like we've never seen that ever and then we could see it in back-to-back years
2: so i gave you one team okay you sidestepped you dissed your chicago I bears did not. don't do that you dissed your chicago don't do bears.
1: that no i didn't i did not okay you don't take the chicago bears okay move on no i don't <laughs> so give me an NFC <laughs> team my goodness give me an NFC no. team okay obviously the bucks are we bearing the lead here i mean the bucks would be the number one nfc team nfc team in my opinion that is standing in the way of the green bay packers last year and and they're bringing back their entire roster at this point for the run it back tour. They have Tom Brady, the only quarterback who has done back to back Super Bowls ever in the history of Super Bowls. And so this is the perfect scenario for the Bucs to step in. Now they've figured out their offense. They figured out how to play together. Everyone virtually is back. Chemistry has been built. They're starting from day one. It's not a, a COVID season like it was last year. They have their head coach who now seems to have figured out how to work this offense that best favors their quarterback in Tom Brady. And you want to talk about a workable schedule here, Jay? I mean, I know this is a first-place schedule, but the Bucks have a workable schedule here for sure. Cowboys, Falcons, Rams is a tough one. Pats on week four going to New England. <laughs> Green Bay going back to his hometown. and Not hometown, but where he won it all and to show all those fans what they're missing. This is a workable schedule for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so the team standing directly in the Packers' way would be the Bucs.
2: I, I, you know what? I, I just I wanted to go, A, for some value, um, it, not great value. The, the Bucs are that front-runner because they return everybody, like you said, but it's also really difficult to go back-to-back. Back. Last person to do it, ironically, Tom Brady, Tom Brady in 2003-2004. But, yeah, when you bring back that kind of continuity and also when you talk about rhythm and continuity – Tom Brady, another year comfortably out of the gates in that system there with Coach Bruce Arians. That's very dangerous. I agree. Vita Veya coming back healthy. He's going to be dominant stopping the run for that defense, a defense that won a lot of games down the stretch for these Buccaneers.
1: That could have been better.
2: Whole lot of reasons to like the Bucks no doubt. I just go back to it's been 17 years since somebody's been able to run it back to back. Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady. You never count him out. I just think there's going to be a new team in town in the NFC and I like the Rams cuz they're always on a doorstep.
1: I like the Rams too. In their division I like the 49ers. I think we have no idea what the 49ers are going to look like because last year they were just played by Who's injuries. the quarterback? I just need to know Jimmy Garoppolo. who is the quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo. Unless he is hurt, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You can look at me like that. like, wow, I'm telling you, it's Jimmy Rappalo. Okay, so I'm going to tell uh, you the that Cowboys- I'm going to tell
2: you that I'm not riding with the Niners. That's fine. Uh, uh,
1: The Cowboys are another team, and I know you can't trust the Cowboys. Do I know you can't trust the Cowboys? I do because my husband put some money on them last year and cost some things. That's okay? what we're doing.
2: That's what we're doing I'm here Aaron, on Tuesday morning. I'm,
1: Aaron, the dirty, you aired it out on KJZ when we filled in over the holidays. I'm Sorry. gonna re-air it right hey, now. Hey,
2: I'm not gonna give up. You but didn't give they, up. You didn't give up on me. And look at us now.
1: Uh, look, look at us now. Do that.
2: We're out here fighting for the I nation. I'm still mad
1: about it. <laughs> don't do that. Mad about what? That we're together. No, that you bet everything you could on the <laughs> on the Cowboys hey, and it didn't be. come to fruition. I'll say this about the Cowboys though: if they can turn things around on defense, which bringing in Dan Quinn and the personnel that they've brought in would make it seem like they can, then... The
2: offensive line is healthy. That team is the foundation... Dak Prescott is ha- healthy. The foundation of success in Dallas, and you look at every move, it all starts up front for this team. Yeah, that defense, you got to answer all those questions. But you're going to get healthy up front, so you're going to get a better Ezekiel Elliott. You've got your quarterback and Dak Prescott so. coming back, and you've got a legitimate star at the wideout position and a decent receiving core. This team's going to look wildly different. I'm putting the chips all the way back in again this year in some capacity for this team at least to maybe win that division.
1: All right, so the question is, which teams are standing in the way of the Green Bay Packers? Which NFC teams, I should say, is standing in the way of the Green Bay Packers? Because at this point, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they're coming back to chip up. So who's going to be in their way? Give us a call if you want. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. We're going to hear from you next right here on KJZ.
3: Hackers are now offering concessions to the reigning NFL MVP. This is about creating a path for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay potentially after this season.
0: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: <laughs> okay. Too much fun with that track.
2: You know this is? Come on.
1: No, no. Don't do that. I hate when you put me on the spot. Don't do that. Know your wife better. Poison? Oh, yeah. New edition? New addition. There we go. Got it eventually. It just took me a minute. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Here we are above the Heineken Riverdeck. Uh, Jordan Cornette. Shay Cornette filling in for the dudes this morning. Big day in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers reporting to training camp, according to reports. And so the. Quest for a Super Bowl is on um, in the land of the cheeseheads. Uh, so we're going to take some calls here because there have got to be some teams in the NFC that are standing in their way. <clears throat> the Buccaneers, who won the Super Bowl last year. Here are the odds to win the NFC, according to Caesars' William Hill, as of this morning, as of the news, that Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback for the mm. Packers. Here it is. Uh the 49ers are at plus 600. Go up so I can see the rest of those odds, can you? Uh, 49ers are at plus 600. The Packers are at plus 650. Seahawks at plus 1,200. Saints at 1,400. Um, the Rams are there too, but I can't see them currently right this very second, and I will give them to you in a moment. Uh, Jordan, do you have any thoughts Well, on I,
2: th- I think the Packers, I believe you reported yesterday, the Packers were plus 2,000, and now the Packers right. have moved to plus 650. That's a hefty swing, which shows the impact. Of Aaron Rodgers and will you guys please give Shay the Rams uh, I just want to know the Rams here. odds can, can I see the Rams clear? odds
1: please they're not listening to me there we go hey. Rams Rams at plus 600 Bucks at plus 300 there we go but so the Bucks clear favorites obviously to win the NFC at this point
2: I'm just going to respect the fact that it's very hard in professional sport most especially football because everything's got to go your way and also in baseball uh, just because the duration of a season uh, it's very hard to run it back and so Leaning on that, I just I have some trepidation with the Bucks at being plus three hundred. Uh I look at um the Packers at six plus six fifty and I look at uh the Rams like I was talking about at plus six hundred. I just think the Niners having not settled on if they're gonna go with the young stars. They're tied with the Rams are, at plus 600. Yeah, I'm shocked that the Niners are are at six hundred. Huh, Do you start your, your your rookie? Do you go with the no, guy who's been like, in a league?
1: You, Jordan is like out there. Throw into the masses that everyone should start their rookies. Chicago, it should be Justin Fields. In uh, Niners' land, it should be Trey Lance. Like, no, they're going with the old tried-and-true quarterbacks they have on their roster So these guys you're come not, along. You're
2: nuts if you think Trey Lance ain't playing early. He you're might nuts. play
1: early, but if Garoppolo is healthy and winning, no, he's not. I,
2: I, would, I would imagine Trey Lance is out there week one. Okay,
1: Oh, okay, okay, you do that. L- let's take why? Yes, fine, why? They humble us. Why?
2: Because I think when you go with a guy like that, you've got a system in place where, where Shania goes, yeah, I can do this, and I can do this with this guy, with my system, how it works, with the weapons around him. He, he can go. Now, I'm not there at camp, so I don't know fully, but my thought is you go get a guy like that, you have an immediate window right now to go win. You go grab that guy, not for the future. You go grab that guy because they believe – plug him into the system here with Kyle Shanahan and let this thing sing, baby, because what we've seen with Jimmy G, that ain't it. And we ain't going to let this window close being held back. When I know offense, I'm Kyle Shanahan. I can make this thing work, but I don't have a guy. And it's the same thing with Sean McVay. He saw a window. He goes, we need to go get somebody. Now, he happens to have the luxury of getting a veteran established star in Matthew Stafford, but it's the same sense of urgency. And I just think this sense of urgency and the solution comes in the form of an unproven rookie who didn't even play high-level college football, which makes it so fascinating and makes it something worth staying away from at plus 600 with San Fran because it's too big of a question mark.
1: Okay. Um, I love you very much, but, like, No. <laughs> None of that is happening, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo has had issues staying healthy. And when he was healthy, where were they? They were in the Super Bowl, okay? Despite Jimmy G. Not despite Jimmy G. It wasn't, it wasn't in despite or in spite of Jimmy G. It had nothing to do with that. He was healthy, and he was fully capable of being a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. An MVP caliber? Maybe not. A Super Bowl caliber? Yeah. He ran the offense efficiently. And you pointed out that Trey Lance didn't play for the likes of Alabama and Ohio State. He's aware of that. He needs to come along and learn from someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, was groomed by none other than Tom Brady. He's been along for this also ride. Also, now we're treating
2: this Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. I'm just telling
1: you, if anyone knows, is going to know how to lead a young gun who's been through it before, it's going to be Jimmy G. You are insane to think that he's going start. Trey Lance is going to start week one, let alone start early on in the season at all if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Jimmy Garoppolo could very well play every single game of this upcoming season for the 49ers. And everyone will be fine with
2: it. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're wrong. I got to check. And what do you say to me, too? And what do you say to me? Don't point your finger at me. I and wasn't what pointing you say, at you. Me?
1: I was pointing at Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no, no. You, no. Say, dude? you
2: stuck your finger up and pointed at me. What do you say? Don't point your finger at me. Oh, whatever. That's It's very aggressive.
1: Let's get to calls. we got to move on, okay? <laughs> uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin brought to you by Indeed. Is hiring becoming your second job? Quit the hassle and get on Indeed. You'll find great candidates fast with instant match. Just sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Here we go. Let's get to uh, some calls. We'll start with Tyron in Tennessee. What do you got to say about the Bucks?
0: Yeah, I just got to say this. Number one, four is answering this question right. It's the Bucs. But I think we need to rephrase the question to which NFC team is in the Bucks' path to the Super Bowl because Green Bay is not on the Bucks' level. I mean, last year I love how people try to talk about they were a scramble away when all they were going to do at best was force overtime. There was a reason the Bucs was up 28-10 to 10 in the, the NFC championship game. There was a reason last year in the regular season they beat Green Bay 38-10. to 10. Green Bay's not on the Bucs' level. The only, the only reason why that game came down to the end close because Brady threw three ill-advised interceptions in the second half, and two of them was poor decisions. That would not happen again. Green Bay's front cannot hold up against the Bucs' pass rush, and Brady would torch their weak, pathetic secondary. Let me tell you something. <laughs> There's a slim shot, and this is the only team that's got a slim shot against the Bucs this year in all of football, and that's the Rams because of that dominant defense. Bucs 20-0. Super Bowl champs, bloody gets his ace and continues to embarrass Belichick. And who? Can I get a woo? (laughs) And what team do you think he roots
1: for? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I, I was on board with some of that, but not all of that, because he, he was pointing to the Bucks being this very dominant team from, from last season. And the Bucs were a good team last season, but this is a team that also was swept by the New Orleans Saints, was kind of embarrassed by them, in fact, back in November, okay? Um, a team that really didn't figure it out until their bye week, which was week 13, and then they rattled out four wins in, in pursuit to a championship in the postseason. And so four, four wins to win, finish the regular season. Yes, they're very good yes I believe they can easily run it back but to easily to to figure out this notion that they were the best team from start to finish last year just ain't that ain't true well
2: you also had to get there's a there's an acclimation period uh, where Tom Brady had to understand the no risk it no biscuit the nuances of an Arian system and and a, a team with with getting used to playing with quite frankly, Tom Brady, a legend, his level of expectation and fitting into a new system. The defense also made great strides down the stretch and became a formidable one. So yeah, they found their groove. I mean, it, it's a full season. You can't win a title in the first few weeks of the season. You could certainly lose one. Uh, but this team was able to do enough halfway through the season. You're right. About week 13, it really turned up. I, I also, I, of all the points made by Tyron there, uh, You give credit to Tampa. They went into Green Bay, and they won that playoff game, despite Tom Brady not playing his best football. But let's not forget a coaching decision away, uh, taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. You don't know how that one plays out. So Green Bay is very close to have been – was very close last season to have been possibly Green – possibly have been the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay, instead of where they were. So that's a fine line. I'm not going to go ahead here and say Green Bay – isn't in that position but it is kind of disrespectful to say who's standing in the path of the packers when it's the reigning champs or tampa bay but it's because of the aaron rogers okay let's
1: right now. get more calls on who could be standing in the way of the green bay packers in the nfc Jay, in chicago what do you got jay
0: yeah so i'm a real bears fan first off and um so i'm gonna have my teams back let me tell you what i'm gonna speak to chill, uh, mr. Rogers <laughs> mr rogers in green bay mr rogers Hey, 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 Ron, you done messed up, all right? You, you should have w- stayed away from Green Bay because my boys, Shonda Sai, disciple of Fangio, is going to have Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan. We're going to wreck some stuff. And let me tell you what, Justin Fields, I think, is going to have a rookie season like Lamar Jackson. It is not going to be easy going, And we,
3: without Justin Fields and with a terrible offensive line, Beat Tampa Bay last year. And, oh, by the way, we okay. didn't just not have Justin Fields. We had Mitch Trubisky.
1: Okay. All okay?
3: Right. So this is a much better team.
1: Okay. All right. Jay, I, I was going to ride with you on a lot of that until you tried to tell me I'm not a real Bears fan. Let me tell you something. Started with that. Okay. Yeah, he led Get- with that him. Get him. (laughs) Okay, he better chill, Jay. Number one, I'm going to agree with him on the fact that the the defense is going to be even better than its potential because Sean Desai, he's right, who was a disciple of Vic Fangio, is going to be and is a phenomenal defensive coordinator, and he will get the most out of his players, and that is for sure. I don't think we've seen everything that these guys can give, and this will be the year. Sure, they're a year older, but they're also a year wiser, and so this defense is going to look really good, although I feel like they are wasting money on Robert Quinn, who continues to be hurt. Nonetheless, um, the quarterback situation is an interesting one because he's looking at Justin Fields as if he's the week one starter, and he ain't. He's not going to be. And tomorrow we're going to have Matt Nagy we'll on the show at 840, and let me tell you what he's going to tell you. He's not the week one starter. Justin Fields will see at some point, but not week one. And so to point to the Chicago Bears as the savior for the NFC North right out of the gates, it's not going to happen. What did we just say about the Buccaneers last year? It took some getting used to, some acclimation period. We're going to have that with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears offense. So let's be a little bit more patience there. Let's go to Terrence in oh. Maryland. Sorry, I'm not giving you the floor on that one. Terrence, and I had to, I had to just like. Keep Jay in line, Terrence and Marilyn. Yes, hi, uh,
2: how you doing? Good. Uh, even though I'm a long I'm a long time Jets fan, but I'm looking at the Packers schedule, and I'm gonna say it like this: It's going to be Seattle. It's going be, it's going to be in the path of the of the Packers. Seattle, um, the Los Angeles Rams, and even on I'm even going to go with the Washington National Football Team, the Washington Football Team. It's yeah. going to be in the path of the of the Packers because way Washington was playing last year, even though it was scrappy and it was very bad, that's going to be a, a big upset right there for the Packers. Hey. And even they're playing a couple of AFC get, uh, teams, the Ravens and the and the Chiefs is the, another
1: team that's going to stop the uh, the Packers' path. Okay. All right, so the Chiefs, fair. Washington football team, you think, is going to be an upset? Fine. I, I'm not going to ride against that. I mean, the Washington football team has a very stout defense.
2: Yeah, they got a very stout defense. Who's their quarterback? Who's going to be a quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Washington? Okay, and Ryan Fitzpatrick can put it together for an entire season of consistent play. We'll see. we got to see there. I, I look at that division at the NFC East, and I say, give me Dallas. Give me Dallas out of that division. Doesn't mean two teams can't come out of there. But as I look at it, I feel like the class of that division this year, which will be much more competitive and show a lot better than it did last season, despite Washington coming out of there and making the playoffs, uh, stumbling into it, quite frankly. Washington will be better, but I look at Dallas – uh, in that division and say Dallas is going to make the biggest strides with how healthy they become.
1: And then he said Seattle would also be, be standing in the Packers way, which is fair to say. I don't think Seattle ever is a team that you want to rule out. I just think the NFC West is such a competitive place, and if I had to pick a team, it would be the Rams or the Niners. I Seattle, they have they have signed a boatload of free agents. They have given Russell Wilson a ton of options, but I just don't know how that offensive line is going to come together, especially we've kind of buried what has happened during the offseason between Russell Wilson and that O line. I hope they work together, and I hope that it comes to fruition because I, I will never bet against a Russell Wilson led team. But out of the NFC West, give me the Rams or give me the nine.
2: The only thing I wanted to double back on when you wouldn't give me the floor was the fact that Jay, who was talking but you're gonna get it so anyway. confidently about. Uh, the Bears own in the NFC North.
0: Yeah,
2: Aaron Rodgers 21-5 and five versus the Bears. Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears. So it's one I thing know. to be confident and loyal to your team. I get it. Bears are no pushover. They'll make some noise. But let's not forget history. In 26 games, 21 of them have gone Aaron Rodgers' way, most of them because of Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I Trust me. I've lived this. I completely understand. Uh, let's get one more in here. How about Charles in Ohio?
0: Hey, good morning to you guys. I got to say, I love listening to you, too. Um, to see a husband and wife and the way y'all interact with each other, that is like real, real dope. Hey, so, thanks Thank you man, very much. You got to yeah. start going to the grocery. You need to start taking the baby and go to the grocery store. Listen, I know <laughs> Sam, you are him, a Charles. huge Bears fan. I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. I'm from
2: Ohio, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be your Bears because Justin Fields is
0: going to have one heck of a rookie year. He really is. And I just feel the way that defense is, and you start Justin Fields, it's gonna ignite something that Chicago has never seen before. That's just my opinion.
2: Charles, she doesn't think he's playing until week ten. My wife is losing her mind uh, over here. Ish. She doesn't think he's even gonna get a chance this rookie season to show what he's about. We'll
1: see, Charles. I like your confidence though. I'll stay with that confidence, but I don't think he's gonna get a chance right out of the gates. If the Bears are playing well, especially, which would play with into what he's thinking. Dalton.
2: With Andy Dalton,
1: (laughs) we'll see you, Charles. Andy Dalton calls. We'll get more into this later on, but first, let's hit Sports Center.
0: From the green room, it's the uh, second selection, third selection, eighth selection. Garrett Ruddy, the pitch. Baez hits a fly ball. Cubs are going to win the ball game. Deep center field. Cubs win. Cubs win. Thanks
1: for the Cubs Radio Network for that. Pinch hitting. Javi Baez hit a base bases loaded single in the ninth as the Cubs topped the Reds 6-5. to Baez had his fifth career walk-off hit his first of this season. Baez and the Reds pitcher Amir Garrett appeared to be jawing at each other immediately after the final hit and Baez made several strides toward first before tossing his bat aside. He did not speak to reporters after the game and Reds manager David Bell did not seem overly concerned. U.S. women's basketball beat Nigeria 81-72 to to win their 50th straight game in the Olympics. The nine-point win is the small the margin of victory at the Olympics since a four-point win over Russia in the 2004 Olympics. Naomi Osaka ousted from Olympic tennis tournament in the third round by Marketa Vondrusova. Since tennis returned to the Olympic program in 1988, this is the earliest that both of the top two seeds in women's singles have been eliminated. SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Movement is always driving us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or on the field. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. Uh, we are going to get to Adam Schefter here in just a moment. But first, we do have some breaking news right now here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Shay Cornett and Jordan Cornett filling in for the guys. Here's the news. Olympic champion Simone Biles is out of team finals with an apparent injury. No. We'll have more on this throughout the morning. But as of right now, that is all I have for oh. you right now. So Simone Biles out with an apparent injury. Um, I don't have any more information besides that. I will give you that as it comes okay let's get to Adam Schefter though because uh the talk of the morning this morning has also been about Aaron Rodgers who has found his way back to Green Bay right Shefty? here he is ESPN senior NFL insider joining us on the Goodyear hotline it's time for straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless uh Shefty, what is the latest with Packers and Rodgers and how they have been able to come back together
3: Well, good morning, Shane Jordan. I'm sure by now you've seen the pictures of Aaron Rodgers landing in Green Bay early in the morning at local television stations taking out the airport, getting pictures of Aaron Rodgers arriving in Green Bay, which is a site that some people wondered whether they would see over the summer. Now, the agreement is still not done. They are still working to craft that agreement. It is not signed off on yet. And again, there is still some work to do before that is done and before Aaron Rodgers will be cleared to go to training camp and be with the Packers this year. And so the Packers have some business on their end to take care of today. They're hoping to get that done and wrapped up without any obstacles. And if that happens, then Aaron Rodgers will sign and show up to training camp on time. And the deal he would sign the deal that's on the table right now includes concessions that essentially allow Aaron Rodgers to leave green Bay after this season. If that's what he wants by Essentially, coming up with the current contract concessions uh, that you see flash on the screen right there. He cannot be franchise tagged. The last year of the contract, 2023, was voided, so next year remains. And some people wonder, well, how will he have the freedom? Well, that was discussed between the two sides, and. Green Bay didn't want to void two years in the contract because if it voided two years and made this the last year, then Green Bay would be unable to trade him after this season and get anything back for him. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be there after this year, he will have that ability to dictate that to the Packers. And essentially, those were some of the promises that were able to lure him back. And let me add, change his mind, because one week ago, uh, he was not coming in. That was the plan. He, he was not going to be there. And I think these concessions that the two sides came up with over the weekend, really Sunday into Sunday morning, Monday morning, uh, changed Aaron Rodgers' mind and allowed him to get on that plane to arrive in Green Bay early this morning, where both sides are still hoping that they can get this final This deal finalized and worked out.
1: Okay, so I just want to build off of that really quick, Shefty. So if they don't come to an agreement and there's not paper signed before, I don't know even what time, noon I would say, central time, I don't know, then does that mean Aaron Rodgers isn't reporting today and it could continue to be a holdout this week?
3: Well, yeah, training camp, the drills start tomorrow. The meetings start today. I don't believe they'll show up there until that agreement is finalized and he signs off on it. Yeah, I don't think he's just going to show up there said all along that I didn't think that he would be back at camp in the organization without with that current deal that he had with the three years remaining on it um, in possession. So, again, assuming they can get that finalized, mm-hmm. yes, he'll be there. Okay. Uh, and both sides have the framework in agreement, but there are still some issues that they're sifting through. It should get done. It should not be an issue. But, again, they've been working on this an awful long time, and here we are with the Packers scheduled to report to training camp today, as are all teams. And, again, the agreement's still not fully agreed to and fully signed.
2: Shefty, let's assume it does indeed get done. What does Rodgers' long-term future look like?
3: Well, I think the long-term is one year in Green Bay, and then he gets the decision to decide what he wants to do. And, again, there are a number of things that – Created this whole situation that made him feel the way that he did, that triggered this type of reaction and a type of offseason where Packers President Mark Murphy, General Manager Brian Gudekinst, and the head coach Matt LaFleur all made trips out west to try to convince him to come back. Why these talks went on all the way up until yesterday, or we're continuing today, why last weekend, last weekend, Dave Dunn, Aaron Rodgers' agent, was in Green Bay. And the Packers and he were meeting to try to come up with a solution uh, that I think both sides were pessimistic that they could get to up until this past weekend. So there have been a lot of talks that have led us to where we are today. Aaron Rodgers' future, I think all we can say is his future no longer is a beautiful mystery, but beyond this year, it's a beautiful mystery. (laughs) We don't know what will happen after this season. And again, I think Aaron Rodgers just wanted to be shown The love. And I don't mean Jordan love when the Packers selected him. Just want to be shown some love, and they showed him some love here.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Talking to Adam Schefter right now, our ESPN senior NFL insider joining us on the Goodyear hotline here in Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Okay, I keep going back to this, but I'm going to do it one more time here. Um, Schefter telling us that the deal is not completely worked out yet, and they hope to do it by today when the Packers do indeed report to camp. But if not, perhaps Aaron Rodgers does not find himself at camp. So if that is the case, Schefter, could Rodgers be fined? $50,000 $50,000 a day if he doesn't report on time since I know teams can't waive that anymore.
3: No, they can't waive that and if he and that's a timeline. That's that's really what pushes this along here and forces both sides to get this done. Well, training camp really um, does not begin until tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first day on the okay. field. So again, he's not missing any practice time today okay. and both sides know what they're up against to get this done during that time and both sides have had discussions to get this done and completed. And so, again, I'm not telling you it's an issue. It shouldn't be an issue. But again, Mm -hmm. a lot of things shouldn't be issues here. And they have been. And we'll just wait and see uh, him signing. Look, he flew in. So the anticipation is that he's going to sign it. We're not saying he's not going to. But they still have some final little hurdles to clear and get through before he does sign and if they don't get those hurdles worked out, then, again, we can begin these discussions and fill up all hours of ESPN programming around the clock again. <laughs> yeah,
2: Ex- exactly, <laughs> Shefty. So it appears that resolution is, is uh, coming there in Green Bay, at least for this year as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, wildly different scene, though, in Houston as it pertains to Deshaun Watson. Can you fill us in on the latest there in Houston with him?
3: Well, the Texans really have been open to trading him for weeks now. Uh, But they have not really engaged teams in active trade discussions. And it's come out that basically no team has made big offers. I I think that there are teams out there that are ready to make big offers. uh, But they haven't spoken with the Texans. And they haven't had extensive, substantial talks. The Texans have really laid back on this. They've waited. Uh, They've been very patient And so if the Texans were willing to get big offers from teams, there are multiple teams right now that would weigh in, prepared to give the Texans an offer to think about. Now, part of the issue is that there are 22 civil suits out there right now against Deshaun Watson. Police are investigating him. The NFL is investigating him. He believes and maintains that he's done nothing wrong in this particular case. But this is an ongoing issue that continues to hang over the whole situation while we're taking the football stance and talking about his football future. So the legal situation obviously is very significant and very substantial and impacts the football portion of this because even though there are teams that are willing to make sizable offers to the Houston Texans to trade Deshaun Watson, who the Texans are going to trade eventually, the question is how do teams get the type of protection that they would want in the event that Deshaun Watson is disciplined. And if that happens, then teams are looking for protection protection from Houston. And Houston, to date, has not really been willing to engage in those discussions with other teams Mm -hmm. as of this moment. Now, that could change this morning. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, it hasn't. And so while teams are willing to make big offers— There aren't really any substantial, significant discussions that have yet to occur.
1: Yeah, and this could continue for a long time, it sounds like, between Houston and other teams and the league. All right, thanks so much for the insight. Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior, NFL Insider, giving us the very latest here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We'll talk to you later, Shefty.
3: Shane Jordan, thank you for having me.
1: See ya. Um, All right, let's switch gears. We're going to go to college football next because will the SEC be saying horns up to the Texas Longhorns once they, you know, ask for admission? That's next. But first, Jordan has this from Straight Talk.
2: 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Not anymore. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. The plan starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract. No compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary.
3: Oklahoma, Texas, moving to the SEC. That's widely expected at this point.
2: If you're some of these other conferences, do you kind of band together and say, hey, we'll figure out how to govern ourselves and do away with the NCA?"
0: This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
1: Talking a lot about the NFL because there's a lot going on in the NFL, especially in the state of Wisconsin this morning as they are waking up happy because Aaron Rodgers is back in town. However, we're burying the lead perhaps in college athletics because yesterday we found out it is pretty official at this point. Oklahoma and Texas are saying bye-bye to the Big 12, and they are heading to the SEC. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests, join us on the Goodyear hotline. If you want to give us a call here, the phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. So, Jay, um, as I mentioned, uh, no more Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. It seems like it could be as early as next season that they're joining the SEC. But nonetheless, um, expansion is inevitable at this point um, in college athletics. But once we heard this news that – Oklahoma and Texas was leaving the Big 12. Well, really, their identity has been, I mean, forever. Like, this, that is the rivalry in the Big 12. And they are not going to renew their media rights. They are going to move on. Those are going to expire now in 2025. But it sounds like they could be on their way much sooner than that. Of course, that is not official yet. And they're going to go to the SEC. What does this mean for college football and for college sports in general and realignment? It means
2: college football in a landscape – of college athletics, as we knew it, uh, are no longer. We'll look back at this moment when Texas and Oklahoma notified the Big 12 that they were not going to renew those media rights that expire on 2025. When that happened, everything changed. Did it change today? Not necessarily. But in these in these few weeks to come, these few months to come, these few years to come, you're going to see massive change because now – the clock is on it's an arms race the big 10 is looking at okay how can we strengthen our conference which is in a really good place they're making money hand over fist with their network uh, with the schools everybody's happy there but with a move like this from the sec garnering texas and also oklahoma whatever it is makes them look inside and say is everything set in our home how can we expand An expansion is going to be a similar thought with the ACC and Commissioner Jim Phillips, and it goes back to Notre Dame. Can we get Notre Dame? The Pac-12 sitting there and saying, do we want to take some of these big 12 teams? Who can we get? It's going to, at some point, Shea, end up with two, three, four mega conferences. How the dust settles with the teams that don't appear under those umbrellas, I don't quite know yet. But what we're going to see is – This thing moved towards mergers, potentially, of conferences. I know Jay Bill has floated something like that out with power conferences like the SEC and the ACC potentially having conversations. I don't know if that's to be true, but what I do know is thinking outside the box is going to become the norm. So as you knew the Pac-12, as you knew the Big Ten, as you knew the ACC before and the landscape and the footprint and the teams involved, you're going to blink and they're going to be totally different. Schools that you never thought would be a part of this conference, mergers that you never thought would be possible, will become omnipresent. That's where this thing is headed.
1: Okay, so I defer to you because you wear the college football or the college athletic hat much more than I do, hosting over on ACC Network and obviously being a big part of that operation. You know these commissioners and these coaches better than I do, and so that's why I'm asking you these questions. First of all, um, when this conference realignment happens, you say it's going to change college athletics uh, forever. Well, this has already kind of happened. Like we saw... Big, it happened with the Big East. We saw when Rutgers and Maryland joined the Big Ten. When Nebraska left the Big Twelve, and just and they, I mean, their identity was in the Big Twelve too, and they went to the Big Ten. We've seen conference realignment before, and so why is it now going to be the time when everything's getting shaken up and everything's changing?
2: Because of the two charter schools for a Power Five conference have left that conference. The Big Twelve, as we used to know it is vastly different when Texas and Oklahoma leave. But
1: wouldn't you argue Nebraska was one of the main stays, obviously, in the Big 12 when they left too, or Rutgers and Maryland? I mean, Rutgers was a huge part of the Big East. Maryland was a huge part of the ACC.
2: Maryland was a huge part, but you still had other pieces in the ACC. You still had North Carolina. You still had Duke. You still had Florida State. You still had Clemson in football. You still had Miami. You still had all these other pieces. Who do you have now in the Big 12? Who do you look to in the Big 12 and say, that's the team? Baylor? Oklahoma State, TCU, those aren't the brand Iowa names. Mm-hmm. You've seen the biggest schools, the chart, the, the most important pieces of the Big 12 move towards the SEC. And the biggest winner in this, let me be very clear, aside from the SEC, SEC and Greg Sankey, is Texas. Texas football, it's been a, a rotating chair of coaches there. They haven't really been relevant to the level they'd like since Mack Brown won that title in what was, I think, 2006 with Vince Young in that exciting game versus USC. This gives them relevance because they're in the home where football is absolutely king. You go in there, recruit. You say, we're going to be playing in these primetime games. We're a member of this conference. Let's go get it. And you're going to see a rise in Texas. Oklahoma will continue generating the talent and performances they have uh, here in the CFP. They've been a mainstay. Uh, But that conference, all eyes right now on the SEC.
1: Okay, well, we'll have more on this uh, coming up later here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, earlier we had Adam Schefter on, and he told us what could be standing in the way of Aaron Rodgers reporting today. You'll hear that next right here on KJZ on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.